is about 12 lines from the bottom. Last word of line is Lema. The Gemara asks a question. It's about a seven-line question. Uh, goes down till first word of line is Velo. And um, we've been dealing with, really, the past stuff, this uh, Takanas Usha, that even though in general a Kenyan haperos is not like a Kenyan aguf, if somebody has the right to the rent checks, for a apartment building doesn't make him the owner of the apartment building or the right literally to the fruits. He doesn't own the trees in the field. The husband, when it comes to certain assets that his wife brings into the relationship, in Usha, in the city of Usha, the rabbis decreed that they gave him a stronger uh, hold on those properties, stronger rights to those properties, as though he almost has like a Kenyan aguf. So on the bottom of Pechasamad Bays, we had a triangle. That was an attempt to say that, uh, ooh, here we have a three source that seems to support Takanas Usha. And in the middle of Pechasamad Aleph, last word online is the Takanas, so it was another triangle. And that was an attempt to say, um, here we have another snake source. That was actually the Mishnah that holds its Takanas Usha. And at this point in the Gemara, we try to say that maybe the Takanas Usha, Lema Takanas Usha, Tanoi. I put a triangle around this Tanoi. This is the third of the triangles. And here we go. De Tani Chad. We have two Tanaic sources. Uh, the first one is just over a line. The second one is half a line. We'll call one the A source and the B source. One Source says, I uh, box it off over here for the next word in a line, called the A to make source. Avde Malug, if you have a relationship, husband and wife, the Avadim that the woman brings in as Avde Malug, those are Nixay Malug, Yotzin Bashain Vain Laisha, if the woman knocks out, let's say, an iron tooth of that slave, that slave would go free, whereas Avalola Isha, if the man, for that matter, any other human being in the world, knocks out a a tooth or eye, this slave would not go free. Seems to indicate the woman is kind of like the uh Owner, their genuine owner. Tanya Idach, we have another Tanaic source. This one goes for all of four words. I called it the B Tanaic source, the B Brysa. Loli Isha, Loli Isha. Doesn't make a difference who were to say knock the tooth or eye out, even the woman, it wouldn't set her free. Now, we can have a few approaches of dealing with these two Brysas. I put a Roman number one in the margin over here, and on Sadi Amud Aleph, on the fourth line, I put a Roman numeral two. That'll be a second approach. Let's do the first approach. Savruha, the rabbis of the academy, figured to say, I squiggle underline the word Savruha, that of these two snake sources, Dekule Alma, I dot underline Dekule Alma. Everyone, both Tanaic approaches would agree that a Kenyan Aperos love Kenyan Aguftami. I double underlined love that if someone has a Kenyan Peros in something, which is kind of like what the husband has, it's not like a Kenyan Aguf, in which case, my love, should we not say, that this is the essential point of difference between uh, Brysa A and Brysa B. Colon. Demand to Amr in Brysa A that says Leisha, the Isha, so to speak, is the genuine owner because she's the one who, if she knocks out the slave's eye or tooth, the slave would go free. Simply doesn't agree with Takanasusha. The husband has a Kenyan Peros, but that's not really strong enough, um, and the woman is considered the owner. Uman Damar, this would be the B Tanaic source, who had said four words in a phrase marking, Lola Ish, Lola Isha, neither of them. He is does so that the Kanasusha, so the man has a stronger sort of hold, and the woman's not considered enough of an owner that her knocking out the tooth or the eye of the slave would set it free. Should we not say that? Well, says the Gemara, no. You don't have to say that. Lo, comma, dekuliyama islehu takanazusha. Both of those Tanaic approaches would agree with takanazusha. Ella, they're simply historically, Khan, the A Tanaic source, was taught koidim takana before the decree, when the husband just had a regular Kenyan peros 
on the Evid, and therefore the woman was considered enough of a owner that her knocking out its his the slave's eye or tooth would set him free. And Kama Kandi Bitenik sources Lachar Takana historically after the Takana, and uh, therefore the uh, woman's um, hold on the slave is less, and she's not considered the owner enough that her knocking out of Eye and tooth would set it free. Alternatively, both Tanaic sources are Lachar Takana, Kama Islahu Takana Sushne, both agree with the Takana Susha. Well, Lamanda Amar, well then what's going on with the Tanaic source A that seems to indicate the woman still is considered enough of an owner? Lamanda Amar, that that's the A Tanaic source, my time. What's the reason that if a woman knocks out the tooth or the eye, the slave goes free? Well, Kedirava, similar to what Rava said, Rava. We have about half a dozen places in the Gemara where this uh, concept is brought up. Hektesh, Chametz, and Shichror, Mafkin, Midei Shibud. Shibud is when somebody else has a lien on uh, assets or property. There's three things that are so powerful that they break apart, they cause to dissipate that lien. Hektesh, Chametz, and Shichror. We'll go over quickly the cases of Hektesh and Chametz. I double underline Shikr because that's what we want to focus on. So what does Rava say that Hektesh, let's say I need to borrow $10,000 and I go to somebody, I say, can I borrow $10,000? And uh, he says, okay, Horowitz, and I, uh, well, how do I know I'm going to pay back? So I'm going to say here, here is the, my ox. My ox is worth whatever it's worth. Apotehekai. It's going to be here. It's going to be Apoteki, basically like, you don't have to worry about it. If I default, you can just come get this, sure. And then, after I do that and get my loan, I turn right around and I am makdish the shore, kedushas a goof, to the base of Mikdash to be used as a korban. Poof! The shibud disappears and it goes to the base of Mikdash and the guy I borrowed the money from, either I'll pay him back the money or he'll collect from some other asset. Chametz. What's the case of chametz? If a Gentile lent a Jew money and the Jews got boxes and boxes of uh, chametz, it's like a week before Passover, um, <clears throat> and the Jew still has it in his, uh, I don't know, in his store, storage area. Um, the Gentile has the lien on it. Well, when the 14th of Nisan at midday comes, the Shibud is, uh, dissipates, and it's as though it's uh, the Jews again, it's in the Jews' possession, that he would then be Chayev, uh, like any Jew who has come in possession, to destroy, to be Mavarit on the 14th um, at noon. Uh, Shikhor, which is really our case, is if a person made his slave, here's Leroy, I need to borrow $5,000, borrow $5,000 and say, don't worry, uh, Mr. Lender of the $5,000 to me, because if I default, you can come and collect uh, Leroy. And then uh, shortly afterwards, I'm Meshachrer uh, Leroy. Uh, he's considered free, because those three uh, issues, Hektesh, Chametz, and Shikhor, are so strong that it would be Mafkia, they cause to dissipate the Midei Shibud. Okay, Lema de Rava, well then should we say that Rava, who just told us this, past the previous line, is a Machol, because tonight, because we did have the two Tanaic sources, the A source and the B source, so the answer is no. The Kuliyama Islu de Rava, everyone agrees with Rava, the Hacha in the B Tanaic source, where we had said that the man or the woman cannot, uh, do not have the slave go free if they knock out an eye or tooth, Al Muharabana Lashibuda de Baal, there, it's it simply, um, a greater right that we give to the husband in that exceptional case. But in a typical case, if we're trying to be meshachrer, um, indeed it would be that it would be mafkimi deshibud, semicolon. This is the Roman numeral two 
approach. We had the two snake sources. Uh, the suggestion was it may be Takanas Usha's Machlokas Tanoim, Vibayasema, in this Roman numeral two approach, Takuliyama, less Lehu Lahani Tanoi Takanas Usha. I double underline the less that actually both the A Brisa and the B Brisa would be in agreement that they don't hold it to Takanas Usha. So then, what's the Machlokas Vahacha? Is Kenyan Peiros, Kenyan Aguf Dami, or not? Bit, I dot underline Kenyan Peiros, Kenyan Aguf Dami, which would. Um, which would parallel the following Machlokas Tanoim. The price we're going to see now goes for about 12, 13 lines, and we'll see four Tanaic opinions. Here we go. Let's say um, I had a slave, and I sold my Eved Kanani to Bob, and I made a condition, that, yeah, I'm selling you Bob on the condition that he uh, serves me for 30 days. So during that 30-day period, he's no longer my slave. He's really Bob's slave, but he's serving me. Rebbe Mayer, who I boxed. Two lines later, I boxed Rebbe Yehuda. Two lines below that, I boxed Rebbe Yossi. Four lines later, I boxed Rebbe Eliezer. These are the four Tanaims. Let's see each one. Rebbe Mayer, who we boxed Aymer. Um, hmm. There's a special din that the owner of a uh, Evikanani, um, if he uh, severely uh, injures his slave and the slave uh, lasts 24 hours and then dies, the owner is not going to be responsible for uh, having killed him. Whereas any other person who does something like that, even if the slave dies a week or a month or like a year later from the wounds that he uh, received, the one who was responsible for the wounds would be uh, responsible for the death. So who's considered the owner that they have this leniency? Reb Meir says the Rishon, the one who sold the slave, who the slave is currently working uh, for him for 30 days, Yeshnoi, he has the din yoyma yoyma because the slave is still under his rule. Uh, parenthetically, the Gemara adds in, I put this in brackets, the next six words, Kisavar, that's because we're mayors of the opinion that a Kenyan Peyrus, which is what the original owner has, it used to be totally his, but he sold him, but he still got a Peyrus, is Kenyan Aguf Dami. So a mayor would hold Kenyan Peyrus as Kenyan Aguf Dami. Rabbi Yehuda, who we boxed, Shani, no, 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 it's the second guy, Yeshna B'din who if he does something, that as long as the slave uh, lives for another 24 hours, even if it drops dead right afterwards, he, the uh, second, um, Owner, the one who's about to take possession and about a, a full possession in about um, a month, Mipneshu Kaspoy, because he is, after all, his asset. The Gemara, I put brackets in for the next seven words, notes, Kasavar, that's because Rabbi Yehuda's of the opinion that a Kenyan Peyreis that the original owner has, that he still has for the next 30 days, is not like a Kenyan Guf dummy, and therefore the second fellow, the fellow who's the current owner, doesn't have the slave working for him, is a owner enough that he gets that uh, leniency. Rabbi Yossi, who we boxed, Oimer, Shneim, actually both of them, Yeshan Bedin Yaimayimayim, Zemim Neishu Tachtav, the original first owner, even though he's not the owner anymore, but the slave is still working for him, well, the slave is working for him, and Zeh, the second guy, Mim Neishu Kaspe, because he's now his slave, e- even though he hasn't yet come to work for him yet, he's technically, or like legally his slave. And the Gemara, uh, put brackets in over here for the next two lines. Explains she just Rabiosi. That's because Misafkali Rabiosi is not sure is Kenyan Paris Kenyan Aguftami Olav Kenyan Aguftami or not. And now the issue is going to be if let's say one of these owners, the first one or the second one, did something to the slave and he died, let's say a week later, 
what are you going to do? Are you going to try him in a capital case or not? Well, we don't know, and therefore, Suffolk, Nefoshes, if it's a life and death issue, and we're not sure, we go Lahakel. That's the end of the brackets. And finally, Rebbe Eliezer, we boxed on Both of them don't have that din. Each one. Well, one of them, that's the current owner, but the slave's not yet working for him. Uh, so he can't be the one who has that leniency. And Zeh, the one he's working for, it used to be his old uh, master, Lefishenu Kaspo, he's no longer his owner. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Amarava, my time at the Rebbe Eliezer, and on Rebbe Eliezer, what's his reasoning? We saw the reasoning of the other three in the Bryce itself. What's the reason of Rebbe Eliezer? Amarkra, well, because the Pasuk describes the scenario as follows. Three words, ki, kaspoi, who I double underline the vav, for he is his property, the explanation of why he gets off the hook as long as the slave didn't die within 24 hours is because he's his, like, unique property that equals kaspah it has to be exclusively uh, that owner's, that master's. In other words, it would sound like the master has to have both the Kenyan pairs and the Kenyan goof in the Evid, period. Ask the Gemara, come on, Amar who would the following statement of Amemar be going like? What did Amemar say? A man and a woman. They're married. She brought Nixay Malug into the relationship. She has the Kenyan Ha Guf. He has the Kenyan Ha Peros. Let's say even if the two of them sold uh, an asset of the Nixay Malug, it is totally ineffective. Really? Yeah, that's right. Come on, who would that be like? That would like the Rebbe Eliezer that would say that to sell something or to be considered the owner of it, you have to be the genuine total owner of both the Peros and the goof of the asset in question. Montana Laha de Who would be the author of the following two and a half line Tanaic source? I box it off. It starts here. You have a person. Let's say he had two masters. Uh, one of the masters, uh, the person is an Evid. One of the masters freed his 50%. The other master didn't. So Mishahaya, the person is Chetziav Evid, Chetziabin Khor. And half of him is still an Evid, subservient to a master. And the other half of them is a free man. Vachain Evid, Shoshnei Shotrin, for that matter, if you have an Evid owned by. Two masters, Al and Bob. That Evid would never go free, unlike you know regular Evid. Um, if someone hacks off uh, one of those uh, masters, say hacks off a finger or a toe or something like that. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Amrle Remorchi Laravashi Hachi Amri. This is what they said. Mishmei Derava. Who is it? You guessed it, Rabbi Eliezer. It's that same Rabbi Eliezer. He, comma connecting. Here's the explanation. Me loy ama Rabbi Eliezer. Didn't Rabbi Eliezer say, oh, about eight, nine lines ago in our Gemara, Kaspoi, when the puzzle says ki Kaspoi, who, when is it that an Evid will go free if gets one of his uh, essential uh, digits or limbs hacked off? That's ki Kaspoi, who, the one who did it, it is his. Hamiyuchad loy. So too over here, we'll say that when the Pasuk says in Shmois, Perachafal of Pasuchafav Avdoi, I put it in quotation marks, it has to be totally and completely owned by the same person. Adkan.